Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hello there. This is the Star Wars Review. Yes, The welcome. Mandalorian. The the Up Next podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, we're usually uh, your NXT friends. Friends. Brayden Harrington with Davey Portman here, postwrestling.com, uh, patreon.com slash up next. You can find us reviewing all sorts of different stuff this week. We'll talk about that maybe at the end of the show. But we're here to talk about... A galaxy far, far away. Disney Plus. It's a big thing. Do you are you are you just watching this show on Disney Plus? Uh, you know, I actually put on last night the first episode of Clone Wars because I I oh. haven't seen any of okay. the animated series, and a right. lot of people say it's quite tied into the whole universe. And, Apparently, and pretty good. So yeah, I actually watched the first episode. I'm also watching Boy Meets World. Have you ever time. watched it? No. Is your girlfriend making you watch yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. And oh, the earlier years watching back now, it's, it's probably fine. yeah, it's very dated. It's definitely but... when you get to the the older ones, right? Where you'll be like, oh, they turned it into a kids show into a sitcom, okay? Because they 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 realize the, the the people that grew up watching it oh, got right, older, so the they're like, fuck it, we're gonna make that's it cool. make it about relationships and yeah. stuff. So it becomes friends light. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boy Meets World is is my that's what I've been watching on right. Disney Plus. Uh, I have a Topanga shirt. Okay. So it's on my uh, Tinder profile, okay. and that's the most messages messages I get. It's oh, yeah. wow, Topanga shirt. I can be your Topanga. It uh, doesn't work out usually. Right. Okay. Um, I've been watching that, and we've been doing some other Star Wars reviews. Mm-hmm. We did A New Hope. Yes. So I put it on, yeah. and we got to chat, chat all about A New Hope and McClunky. McClunky! Which you can hear for free on our feed as well here. But uh, I got some heat from the Twitterverse. For your different types of milk, I yeah, guess. yeah. For mentioning blue milk and green milk, I'm going to say it right here, right now. I hate both the milks. I hate milk in real life. 
Why do we, like... I, I feel like we spent so much time talking about milk, and I feel this is, like, your big issue with Star Wars. So is I, milk. It's very confusing to me. Like, why does Star Wars have to have milk? And- well, it's... It- why wouldn't it have milk? <laughs> Why does this bother you so much? It's the one scene. It's in like Last I Jedi. can I can get on I can get to grips with everything this sci-fi world is presenting me, but milk. What? I'm going to spend every episode we review a Star Wars thing talking about milk. Well, I got heat now. Minutes. I got I got uh, people were like, "Whoa, you do yeah, realize you're insane?" There's more than one. There's more than one milk in the Star Wars. There's more than one milk in the real world as well. Almond milk. Goat milk, bantha, cow milk, bantha milk. You know what really annoys me at work oh. is um, when people ask for white milk. What the fuck else is there? It, well, they mean instead of like chocolate milk, but it's it's it oh, really bothers okay. me. And Australia? so the other day I was going around and so okay, so I'll have a, a cause light. They'll have a Coke. Um, the little one. Can you just get them white milk? Wow. So as I repeat it back to them, I go. Okay, so a Coors Light, a Diet Coke, and a milk. White milk. White milk. Not I'm like, chocolate. I'm like, do you really think if someone just asked for milk, I'd come back with chocolate milk or <laughs> strawberry milk or... I wish. Something like that? I it's mean, like, you mean just milk? Regular milk? Come on. 1%? 2%? Well, whole? yeah, specify that. You could be drinking 2%. But not white to. milk. White milk. White milk. As it... Ugh, I'm going to bring it, it back. It annoyed me. I'm going to bring it back. What? I'm going to start saying it. White milk? Yeah. What do you mean bring it back? It's not a thing. <laughs> it's, better than, it's better than blue and green milk. Oh, my God. I do prefer the pink milk, strawberry milk. It's delicious. Mm. Uh, so there we go. Our milk review again here on the Star Wars chat. Uh, <laughs> there was no green milk in this epi- these episodes yeah. that we're going to chat about. Today, we're here to chat about the Mandalorian. We're putting two episodes together. Yes. We're doing episode four... And five. So episode four, The Sanctuary. Yes. And episode five, The Gunslinger. Which um, I'm kind of like, okay, both of them were two separate like kind of stories, but mm. at the same time, it's kind of not too bad to kind of put them together. The thing I love about this show um, is it's short. Yeah, I really enjoy the length. Whenever, whenever you watch something and you want more, then you're doing a good job. Yeah. Whereas you're like, okay, I'm done for the day. Then it's like... I mean, wrestling can certainly learn from that. Exactly. Um, but we watch NXT, and NXT is this is that thing. I mean, we used to have one hour. We've moved to two. But you know what? The two is good. Two's okay, but it's one of those things. Like, think of that Survivor Series week. Yeah, If you were watching, like, like, just WWE alone, like, three hours of Raw... Two hours SmackDown, two hours NXT, three hours War Games, five hours Survivor Series. You're talking like 20 hours yeah. of wrestling. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, these are like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. These um, are nothing. These they are so breeze easy. by. They go by so quick. Uh, leave you wanting more. Yes. I think it, I think a lot of uh, programs can learn from this. Definitely. Uh, I, I love the fact that you can just put one on and it's under an hour, like way under an hour. And yeah. you're like, oh, cool. Okay, I can fit another one in right now. And then you kind of watch it. Um, well, we're recording this uh, the Friday and episode five came out earlier or midnight, probably. Yeah. Uh, I just watched it before we we're recording this now. Um, Baby Yoda, the, the phenomenon is yes. taking over the world. And memes everywhere, uh, including from these, this episode we're going to talk about with the T, is the Yoda meme. And they haven't made Yoda toys, baby Yoda toys, or plush animals or anything for Christmas. Because they didn't want to spoil it. So you've got to start like six months ahead if you're going <sighs> to merchandise these things. 
Um, what a miss. Yeah, but I'm kind of pleased. I'm kind of pleased that they, they held off on the surprise. It'll be huge. Like, this show's going to be big. Right. Beyond this season. Yeah. And it'll be next year's hot selling right. thing. Okay, I had a... Before we go into the review, I had a holiday Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I went to it, and uh, a co-worker of mine who uh, I sometimes talk to, he's obsessed with Star Wars. He had, like, a Star Wars, like, theme wedding. His wedding photos, they got lightsabers, and it looks like they're in Tatooine. Like, obsessed. Okay. Crazy Star Wars fan. Uh, and I've been like, hey, have you been watching The Mandalorian? How do you, have you been liking? He's like, yeah, I've been going watching all the new updated Star Wars Plus, Star Wars editions, McClunky, all that stuff. I'm like, of course, <laughs> classic fan. I go, how do you like the Star Wars Mandalorian? He's like, great. So we're at this Christmas party. So we've had a few pops. So I say, okay, what about the theory, my theory, about Baby Yoda being the the, the chosen one? And he, he looks at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, have you not heard this theory? Like, you know more about Star Wars than me, and you don't know this theory that I've read online and hear it. And he's like, what? What's the theory? So I say, Baby Yoda and Darth Vader are the same age. Anakin Skywalker was not the chosen one, and this Baby Yoda could be the prophecy. His eyes get bug-eyed. Well, that, that could... That puts his beard down, goes over to his jacket, gets his phone out, starts... Going insane and goes, you might be right. We'll have to talk about this. We'll have to talk about this at another date. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. I think I just ruined this guy's night or made his night. I'm not sure. So I'm sticking by that theory. But watching this show with uh, Star Wars nerd eyes, you can see like different things they pull from the shows and, and, and yeah. put into each one. So I, I'm a big fan of that. It's like paying off your, your fan base. Uh, even from episode one with the uh, the Christmas special kind of throwback to life. Absolutely, day. yeah. It's just like, if you're a big fan, then you're going to be like, oh, this is great. It's, yeah, it's details. You can watch this show just on the surface. Yes. Or it's something I've always enjoyed. It's why I enjoyed uh, shows like Lost and things like that. It's, it's the fan theories after. It's finishing the episode, mm-hmm. going to an online forum, reading up stuff, watching uh, like Easter egg clips yeah. on YouTube. All that sort of stuff. Um, it just makes it more engaging for its viewers. It creates more conversation. It allows for like shows like this. It's, right. it's why we decided to kind of talk about sure. this thing. Because a lot of people are talking about it and want to talk about it. Um, I did see some news that just came out yesterday that um, the Mandalorian has changed the date for uh, the penultimate episode. Uh, changing its release date because it's got some kind of tie-in with Rise of Skywalker. Oh my goodness. Um, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby fucking Yoda. I don't know. I, I, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. I can't see it happening. It's Baby Yoda. I just feel for the movies, <laughs> like, think, okay, this show's big, yeah. but there are millions not watching this show who yeah. are going to watch Star Wars. I feel if it's too... If this show ties in too much with... The final film, I can see people being a bit, like, weirded out by it. Okay, so wait, so what's the tie-in then? That the Mando's going to show up in the movie, or is Baby Yoda going to show up in the movie? It says here, Disney Plus has announced that the penultimate episode of The Mandalorian's first season will have an exclusive sneak peek at the upcoming Rise of Skywalker film. An old rival extends an invitation for The Mandalorian to make peace, reads a Disney Plus description of, of the seventh episode. The title of the episode has not been announced. However, the Sins Devil Chow blah 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 is returning. Interesting. So, okay, yeah. so it might just be like a a final teaser trailer. Baby Yoda thing. 
Um, they're going to be like, wow, we finally we finally stopped everything involving the Empire and the Skywalker saga. They reveal if Rey is a Skywalker, all this blah, 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 blah. And then they go, wow, the, the prophecy came true. Rey, you were the chosen one. And then they go, no, you're not. Baby fucking Yoda. So Baby Yoda will be like 80, I think. For, by the time this one uh, comes along, so no, he's fifty now. This is set twenty five years before Force Awakens. Twenty, twenty five, I believe. Oh, I thought it was just like five. But no, you, no, you're this, probably this right. is five years after Return of the Jedi. Right. Okay, so it's like twenty, twenty five years before. Got you. Force Awakens, which like say that story's been going on probably six to ten years. So he's probably around eighty, eighty five by the time. Uh, the new yeah, that's, that's 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 adding more fuel to my fire. I feel these kind of shows are going to tie in more so with the next set of yes, one hundred percent doing. So I think they want to kind of keep the Skywalker story more contained on the big screen. But I think now with uh, with sort of this kind of show, the right. other shows they're doing, I think it could tie in big time with the the next set of movies. I think you'll have a, a little Easter egg or something that implies Absolutely. something going on in this yeah. thing. And now I am full-blown going into the prophecy of Baby Yoda is legit. Because this makes total sense now. You're right. they got to go into the next, the next thing there. Um, I, 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 I have said on many shows that we've done in our Star Wars podcast, all the prequels, New Hope, I didn't like The Last Jedi. But I watched the new trailers and TV spots for this upcoming one. And you're instantly like, okay, I'll forgive you and I'll still give you my money. And I will go see this new Star Wars movie. Because it looks insane. They actually had the first um, screening of it. Okay. Like the, I guess like the cast and crew screening. Right. Um, and Richard E. Grant uh, came out and said that it, like J.J. Abrams has managed to tie it. I mean, he's in the film, so he's going to praise it. Yeah. But his, like, he's managed to tie all these loose ends from the last two films. Okay. Make it make sense and have like a fantastic emotional conclusion to okay. the whole thing. I'll trust J.J. So, Abrams, I guess. So, yeah, first review from Rich D. Grant <laughs> seems to like it. Well, see, but the, also, didn't, didn't, was it Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen said uh, X-Men 3 <laughs> was, like, basically said the last thing, the same thing. Ties everything together wonderfully, oh, has a fantastic. beautiful emotional climax, the best film in the series. And that was X-Men 3, the last time. Well, see, this is why uh, Mark Hamill is so real, because he was like, you know what, Last Jedi, you shouldn't go see it. And then people were like, oh, whoa, <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll see if this all ties in. I'm, I'm pumped for um, the, the Last Jedi, the, the Rise of the Skywalker. There's too many yeah. lasts and rises and ends. Uh, we'll we'll get there because we've been doing this quest of all the Star Wars movies, including this series. But let's go into episode four of the Mando here on Disney Plus. Do you want to uh, lead this one? Absolutely. So uh, there's an opening scene. We see this peaceful kind of village. It feels very medieval, very sort of Lord of the Rings, yeah. Game of Thrones esque. Um, we see like women and children are just fishing. Middle Earth and. Then these alien raiders attack them. They're they're pillaging. They look like the village. They look like the orcs in yeah, Lord of the do. Rings. The yeah. makeup is very similar. Yeah. The, the prosthetic stuff. Um, so they're just uh, stealing, attacking, killing everyone. Viking. And we see a woman uh, and a child hide uh, in the in the pond there in the lake. Um, we then see Mando and the child who are searching for somewhere to go. Obviously, at the end of the last episode, they they escaped and 
went away and it was pretty much up in the air yeah. what their What's next he move do? is. Uh, he's not sure. Because yeah. he's fully committed to looking after this child. Um, just some little cute stuff from Baby Yoda who keeps touching things and <laughs> uh, Mando is like trying to keep him under control. Have you ever seen that, that like YouTube viral video of the dad with triplets? And he's right. like just trying to make it, I think it's like a cup of tea or something like that. And he's got one baby in the arm oh but meanwhile the other one's like crawling in the fridge pulling out stuff and then <laughs> he'll, putting it he'll back. put that yeah. back as the other baby it's kind of like that oh, this that's terrifying this child is just touching everything um he sees this planet sorgon um a pretty peaceful forest planet and he's like yo that looks like a good place to go let's go down there kills calls the child a little womp rat womp rat yeah tie into star wars uh talk yeah. <laughs> Are you going to start using that one as well? Womp like, rat? Yeah. She ain't no oil painting, more of a womp rat. <laughs> if you listen to our show, <laughs> Was Next, on our Patreon, you can learn some words that I learned this week from, from William Regal on commentary on NXT in 2012. Uh, oil painting is a word I'm going to be saying a lot in, <laughs> in the future. But if you want to know why, go listen to that show. <laughs> I, I love the word Rubenesque. Ruben-esque? Yeah. Uh, Ruben Stuttered-esque? No, it's the, the painter Ruben uh, would paint, like, large, curvaceous okay. women. Yeah. So Ruben-esque is a way to describe that. Nice. Am I Ruben-esque? So maybe you can be an oil painting and Ruben-esque. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but not a womp rat. Womp rat. Anyway, we digress. Sound- <laughs> I don't think calling someone a womp rat is a good idea. Don't call someone a womp rat. Um, so they land on this uh, planet... And Mando and the child go to some kind of pub, get some bone broth for the kid. This is where he there, he gets meat on us. There's like meats on sticks. There's everything. Here. Yeah. But the Mando doesn't eat. He doesn't. Well, he, he has to in private, doesn't he? To right. Because right. he keeps his mask on at all time. He notices, this, uh, notices a woman there who looks very different from everyone else uh, in the pub. And he asks his waitress about her and starts tipping her to give him more information. And she's like, oh, wow, you're giving me this money. i got to get you some spotchka for that. Spotchka. And he goes off to get some spotchka, which... Rusev spotchka. <laughs> <laughs> which I assume must be pretty good if she's like, oh, I'm going to treat you to the good yeah. stuff. Um, so Mando goes outside and the woman uh, attacks him. They start brawling, start fighting. Um... We then learn that she is uh, Cara Dune, who is a, a shock trooper in the Alliance, uh, or was uh, fighting for the Alliance um, after the Galactic Civil War. And this is where we said, see th- this is where we see the fight is broken up by Baby Yoda. By Baby Yoda, and he's sipping, sipping the tea. <laughs> and this the is the bar. meme you see. He's sipping it like none of that's none of my business. Yeah. And he's just drinking. <laughs> Um, so she says she did work, um, but after the Battle of Endor, it all got way too political, so she's kind of just quit that and gone a bit rogue. Right. And feels because she is a deserter, essentially, that maybe, uh, the Mandalorian has a bounty on her, and that's why, uh, she attacked him. Okay. But he's like, no, I, I don't know who you are. Right. She just, she just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in this Absolutely. little, like, cool, like, weird restaurant thing, but, uh, Gina Carano... Yes. Uh, former fighter. Yeah. Uh, very popular. Kind of the days before Ronda Rousey. Mm. Um, which recently, I think in in uh, in a promo for this episode, an interview came out that uh, she was supposed to fight 
like some high big profile matches and Dana Dana White kind of fucked that up. Uh, oh, really? well, recently, she just came out recently to promote okay. this show, I think, and mentioned this that she was a big name in women's MMA before right. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And, like, yeah, um, she's been in a bunch of movies as well, but I think she was kind of awesome in this role. Yeah. She looks like a monster here. Like, yeah, she's a little she's older, but, like, she looks, like, built. Wasn't she in one of the X-Men films as well, I believe? Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh, she's also got this, like, weird, uh, like, rebel, the logo. On like her on her, Yeah, she yeah. looks like Lil Peep or Lil Wayne or something, like, with yeah. the tattoo <laughs> on the face. Lil, what's her name? Lil Cara. Cara Dune. <laughs> Lil Dune. Um, so she says that basically she's there for the same reason. She's come for sanctuary as well, uh, wants some peace in her life. Um, and we then meet these two farmers who go to Mando, offer him a load of money, like, hey, we, we need you to protect us. We've just been raided. Um, can you please protect us? And he's like, nah, not interested. I'm off. And then but then realizes they work on a farm and it's remote and it's like, hey, maybe that would be a good place for the kid. So rethinks it and is like, okay, I'll help. Uh, Mando meets uh, the woman we saw. My my notes has corrected her name to Omega. It wasn't Omega. It's Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. I mean, he is definitely from outer space outer or something. Space. I mean, how does he wrestle so good? Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, the woman and her daughter Winter, who we saw hide at the, in the right. opening they scene. survived. Um, they start kind of flirting a bit. Uh, she asks when he last took his mask off. When was the last time you took your mask and off? And this, I thought, was a pretty big reveal. He says that, uh, he's not Mandalorian race. Yeah. Um, that he... Uh, when he was a kid, his parents were killed, which we saw in yeah. in one of the flashbacks, and the Mandalorians took him in. Now, but I I kind of already assumed that it's now kind of confirmed. Yeah, because we just saw we do, we figured that, but then now he tells the Mandalorians us that. didn't always used to wear all this armor yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like we've seen them with their their helmets off. Yes. And things. so we've seen the flashbacks, and we know that like we, we I assumed that he was not actually, but they took him in kind of right. thing, Jungle Book style. Yeah, and. And now he tells her this, so you know, like, hey, how did you, what happened? Did they save your life and you became one? Now, I I feel that they're holding off on the reveal yes. of who actually saved him. Uh, right. I think we're kind of both on the same page that we think maybe it was Yoda. Baby Yoda? he's so yes. tied to this. Yeah, sorry. Yoda. It wasn't Baby Yoda that Not saved him. Not Baby Yoda, but Yoda. Yoda. Yoda, that's Yoda. why he's now seeing this creature and, and it's kind of returning the favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I think. I think if it was just a Mandalorian saving him, they'd have shown that in right. the flashback. Exactly. So I kind no. of feel like it's when you've got the mystery tag partner mm. and it should be a, a big payoff. Yes. And not just. No, I, I, as soon as they don't tell you, as soon as he tells you here, uh, yeah, uh, confirms, hey, they, I just joined them and I'm not one of them. And then you, you remember the flashbacks and it's people, someone saving him from being killed when he's a kid. And then now all of a sudden he has this strange connection with this baby Yoda. Yoda is definitely the one who saved him. I think so. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, so yeah, this uh, she's flirting with him a fair bit. I'm I'm picturing as I'm watching this, you know the Rick and Morty episode, like the Mad Max one, when Summer falls in love with the, yeah. the guy in the mask. <laughs> oh my god. And then he eventually takes his helmet off and he's got like this blonde mustache and she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> 
that wasn't really what I was expecting. I'm waiting for that reveal with Mando. <laughs> put the take the mask off. Oh, uh, okay. No, put, it put it back. Put, 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 put it back on. Put it back on. Mando and Kara are kind of inspecting the whole area and see the giant footprints of an ATST yeah. Imperial Walker. And he's then like, oh, I thought this was just kind of like raiders just coming in. We can take them easily. No, they've got like imperial weapons. Yeah. Uh, weapons. So these guys aren't the Empire because the Empire's fallen, but the weapons have all been like left down, like in war. Exactly. So these like, people, these scavengers and people take the weapons and use them now because they know that like we can use these against p- villagers. So yeah. these, these creatures, these village, these Vikings essentially have this... A-T-S-T, which they call it. Um, and earlier, Gina Carano's character mentioned Endor, and, like, these things were all over all Endor. All over Endor. Yeah. So she knows the, how bad these things yeah. are. So they gather all the villagers up, and Mando's like, hey, yo, right, move out, can't live here anymore. <laughs> They're like, what? It's, as she says, no bedside manner here at all. Um, says, yeah, they, they can't stay here anymore, they're going to get all brutally murdered by these things. Uh, But the villagers, the farmers, they don't want to leave. They've lived here all their life and says they want to fight. So we now have like a training camp montage. (laughs) I... I need to see this with uh, Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. I was just Dark about to say, Green. is this Mulan? Either that or some, like, 80s music. Like a dun, little 80s dun, montage dun, video. Dun, dun, push it to the limit. <laughs> I don't know how far you are with Barry yet, but no. there's a scene very like this. In okay, Barry, no, it? I'm not there yet. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. who, who directed this episode, mm-hmm. is the daughter of Ron Howard, who directed Solo. Yeah. Um, she was originally meant to direct Phantom Menace, was it? Something, yeah. yeah. I kind of wish he did. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard's godfather is Henry Winkler, who is in Barry. Oh, and he is so good in Barry. So oh, my good. God. I work at a TV channel that plays retro sh- programming th- during the weekdays. Yeah. And I've been watching a lot of Happy Days. And okay. I'm like, wow. Like, the Fonz was the shit. Like, there's yeah. no denial. He was amazing. But watching Barry. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. He's so good. But I'm behind, so don't spoil it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. So, uh, they're all now ready because they've had their big training. montage. They're like training. samurais and training yep. with the sticks. And it is I love long. they're all training with these sticks. And then when it comes to the fight, none of them use sticks. No, don't <laughs> use sticks. Sticks don't help. Um, so, the, the like alien raiders, I believe they're called uh, Klaatuians. Wow. I think that's what my subtitle said. Um, they attack again. So uh, Mando and Kara try and like bait the ATST, kind of like follow me, follow me. Um, Jurassic Park style, exactly. They're the other side of this pond, and they know that if they can get the ATST to walk into the pond, it'll fall over. They mm-hmm. can blow it up. Um, but the ATST doesn't fall for the trap. Now this is a kind of updated model as well it it looked more human in a way sort of it had the red lights of the eyes yeah i thought it looked kind of it's updated yeah like updated but also like it's not updated like these people just changed it the way it looks kind of yeah that's why it's called the atst not the atat exactly atat is a big oh sorry those are the bigger ones the big big ones um but they then i think kara goes off on her own baits him more uh, the ATST walks into the pond and they blow him up. So Kara and Mando have saved the day and all is well and peaceful. 
uh, we see a, a cute little moment with a child where he's playing with all the kids mm-hmm. and he puts this like frog-like creature in his yeah. mouth and they all go, oh, and he just looks confused. And, and then he spits it back, back out. out and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't want it. <laughs> Baby Yoda stealing the show. Even after a battle, you're like, wow, what a battle. And then you see Baby Yoda and you're like, okay, fuck all that. <laughs> Baby Yoda's here. Um, the Baby Yoda should be careful, though. The, the weekend just put out this music video where he's in Vegas and everything's trippy. Right. And then at the end of the music video, it reveals that it's because he ate or he licked a, a frog. frog. Okay. So Baby Yoda could have some... <laughs> imagine having the force powers and being on psychedelics. Ooh. That's wild. <laughs> um, Kara and Mando have a little chat. Uh, she's saying, hey, look, maybe you should stay with that cute widow. Spotchka. Like, Get some more Spotchka. <laughs> Get some more Spotchka. <laughs> Uh, she asks, what happens if you take your mask off? Uh, is it like you'll die or something? And he's like, no, it's just I can never put it back on. It's the luchador tradition. Once yeah. you've removed that mask, it it ain't going back on unless you remove Junior from your name. Cough, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Cough. Put it back on. <laughs> um, so Mando says he's actually going to leave the child here. The child will fit in well. Uh, the villagers all love him already, mm-hmm. uh, and he's gonna go on his way. And then, as they're like talking, yeah, everyone watching this episode held their breath for about three seconds. You went <gasps> because all of a sudden, there's a crosshair yeah, of like a view of a vision. sniper dot. On Baby Yoda. No. You can't shoot Baby Yoda. <laughs> and then a finger, a shot of someone pulling a trigger. And you, like you, and you hear the you gunshot. You hear the gunshot. But then we, it's revealed. Kara's behind this assassin, this bounty hunter, <sighs> and has killed him. Oh, uh, I was so scared Baby Yoda was going to get shot up. I know. I was kind of... But when I thought, oh no, he's not going to leave him. So I'm kind of glad this guy tried to kill yeah. Baby Yoda. Because I need more Baby Yoda in this show. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, it's not safe here. They know where Baby Yoda is. So the Mandalorian... They're going to keep coming. ...goes off with the child yeah. and keeps traveling. Well, Gina Carana? Car- Car- yeah. Carana. <laughs> sorry. She says, uh, like, hey, do you need assistance? Do you want me to come with you? Basically. That's mm. what kind of what she sounds like she's asking. Like, yeah. Do you want me to come with you? And he says no. But I'm sure we'll we'll see her down the line. I think we'll see her. Again. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so the villagers like say thank you, and he he dips off. Yeah, he flies away because he, he knows all these people. The, the guy with the sniper had the bounty thing. Yes, so he's realizing they the can punk. find him. Yeah, they yeah. can find him. So he's got to peace out. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I think this was uh, maybe my favorite one so far. Um, yeah, this one was really good. This was definitely one of the the my favorite ones as well. It had like the it felt like a little contained movie it did, where he's yeah. going in with the village and everything. But I like whenever you see somewhere different in Star Wars, like sure. a different kind of planet. And this this definitely had for me that sort of Lord of the Rings, yes. Game of Thrones vibe 100%. to it. Um, but meet Star Wars, you then have these like pew, pew. Imperial Walkers yeah. and things. So I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought the the cast they introduced here uh, were excellent. Uh, Baby Yoda, as cute as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like how Baby Yoda follows him when he walks. Because mm. he, he carries it sometimes. Yeah. But then sometimes Baby Yoda just walks behind him, like waddles, like a little Pikachu. He's yeah. like, Mando, Mando is Ash, and the, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is Pikachu. And... You wonder how much the child does understand. Well, he's 50 years old. Because he's 50. Um, and whether he's understanding that he's saying stay here and just disobeys he's him just or just dick. doesn't know what he's saying. 
thought true. We very, don't know that yet. He could just very, talk one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cute though. Every time he's like, "Right, stay here. Do not go anywhere. I'll be right back." And, and then, then he turns around and he's right there. He's drinking his like, drinking his tea. Yeah. That's none of my business though. <laughs> uh, I'd love that. We should get Baby Yoda drinking Spotchka. I feel. Uh, <laughs> Like, Kermit has a run for his money now with yeah, the tea drink. Exactly. That's the meme. That's none of my yeah. business. <laughs> I, I love Baby Yoda. I like the sounds he makes. Yeah. It's like little, like, it's like a cat. It's, I have subtitles on when I watch it, so I try and <laughs> catch some, like, names and things. Sure. Because they just throw them out there, and you're like, what's that? Splotchka? Splotchka. Um, and it always says, the child coos. Uh, Good pigeon. Uh, so that was episode four. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. It had the classic Star Wars stuff going on in it. Um, so that one was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, but this next one is not. Um, now I'm blanking on who is directed by, but um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I like how it continues. This series feels like when you watch e- each episode, it continues on but like you said you kind of also don't even need to know kind of you watch it and you're like oh okay this makes sense it fills you in of what the story is yeah they're kind of they're kind of standalone stories each one uh but obviously contained within a bigger uh bigger picture yeah um so the next episode is the gunslinger the gunslinger so kind of right away kind of tips its hat that it might have more of a a Western feel. I mean, I think the whole show sort of has that kind of Western vibe. To I just, it. Uh, I just watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay, maybe the the one of the best westerns uh, back. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, yeah, classic. Um, so I'm in a I'm in a Western mood. Although this this definitely uh, a lot of reviews on the Mandalorian say that it's actually going past the westerns and more so like samurai and like. Like the like, seven sound. Yeah, like, like all yeah. that kind of stuff, which I definitely see the influence there in a bunch of these movies. But uh, yeah, this episode was more so. This episode, no, I wouldn't say this one felt like a more of a Western. This upcoming one, episode five, felt very throwback Star Wars to me. Well, yeah, with the locations, yes, especially. Definitely. Uh, so the next episode is directed by Dave Filoni, who um, is hugely involved with all the Star Wars animated shows. Gotcha. So he. He's the creator and uh, director of many of the Clone Wars and uh. the uh, Star Wars Rebels episodes. So, which is great because he knows all the kind of backstory, all those, uh, all those little things that are in canon, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily from the uh, from the film side so, char- little characters extras. Exactly, and I I love the episode Bryce Dallas Howard did. Yeah, but you feel like someone with this. Like, this sure. guy will know the world inside yeah. out. Uh, he only actually directed two episodes of The Mandalorian. He uh, did the first episode, chapter yeah. one, um, and this one here. So, it starts with Mando in his ship, and right away, the action's happening right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy is shooting at him in another fighter. A bounty hunter. Try, another bounty hunter, trying to bring him in. Um, and he uses the lines we hear in episode one, I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. And Mando's ship is getting hit. So he then like slams the brakes, hits reverse. Yeah. So like powers into the other ship, crashing into it. And now is behind him and gets the shot, shoots him, blows him to smithereens and goes, that's my line. <laughs> yeah. Never steal someone's line. That's definitely, no. definitely not what you do. A uh, cool little open here. And yeah, we realize that. They're able to track him pretty much wherever he's going. So right. he's going to keep on having to move, which I think for a show like this is really cool because we're 
I get the feeling we're going to see a different planet every, every time. week, which is awesome. Already cool, but if you're like, oh, but I wanted to see some of the ones they we have seen in classic Star Wars, that's where you're we're going. You're going to get it. Right now. So Mando goes to uh, Tatooine and yes. goes to this annoying woman called Peli Motto, <laughs> who right away, I was like, oh, I know this voice. And then she said something, and I was like, oh, I know who you are. Who is she? She's Princess Carolyn in BoJack Horseman. God, she's right. she's the cat who's BoJack's oh. agent. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, very distinctive voice. Sure. Um, so, these droids are bugging Mando, and he starts shooting at them, and she's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? Get away she, from my droids. She loves, she's like Otto. Yeah. Because Otto's... He's, she's, like, running his shop, essentially. Exactly, yeah. yeah. he's not there, but it's her. It's a, she's a human. Uh, she's quite irritating in this opening scene. <laughs> um, I have... The ship lady sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, he tries to get her to fix it up. Says, I've only got 500 Imperial credits. Uh, I'll pay you more later. And she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I've heard that before. Kind of sees. It's like, you've been in some fights. Yeah. Like, this... These Your aren't just wear and tear. You've been shot at. Uh, and calls him a womp rat. <laughs> womp rat. And then she, like, sees the child, starts chatting to it, and it's like, you know, I'm going to look after you, and then yes. charge extra for babysitting. Yeah, he didn't tell her that he's got a baby. Yeah. Leaves, and then the baby wanders out. Yoda, baby, baby Yoda wanders out, and she's like, okay, well, I guess I'm babysitting now. So, But then he goes to... The cantina. The most... The, the place full of wretched and villainy and scum. Not New Jersey. The most no, I sleep. stop slagging off New Jersey. <laughs> like, I swear, like, half of our audience are from New Jersey. That's why I'm saying it. Uh, Moss Esley Spaceport. The wretched place. Wretched, wretched. Don't go there. Promise me you'll never go but there. But the aliens weren't playing the song. No. Da, da, da. So they go to the cantina here. He goes yeah. back into the cantina. Throwback. We haven't seen this on, in a movie uh, in quite some time. In Star Wars, at least, in mm. quite some time. Um, and seeing it here as a throwback... But I think they purposely didn't have the music because, like, yo, the war just ended. Like, shit's kind of, like, shit's just kind of bad. It's the Great Depression kind of vibes yeah. going on. Like, yo, everyone's fight for yourself. We don't have time to go around playing music in a bar. You know, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think they sold out. I think they got a big record bigger, label. Yeah, a bigger And gig. they're, like, I prefer their earlier stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're on a... They're on bigger planets, doing bigger, bigger stadiums. Uh, Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the butthead sing- with the clarinets were not here no. in the cantina, but it's looking good. It's still it's still intact. Yeah. Here. Um, and he's there looking for work, and we hear a voice. This guy, like sat, looking cool. He's got an earring, like Tony Schiavone. Um, <laughs> So this kind of this kind of gives you me two feelings here. The camera shoots over, yeah. and sitting in the I could be wrong, but the exact seat that a young Han Solo once sat in and shot first, yeah, McClunky uh, sat in is this now new kid here sitting in the same seat, and I, I it made me go, whoa, that's crazy, and then I made me go. Hey, you're no Han Solo. You're Get no the Han fuck Solo. out they of here. They definitely tried to give those vibes. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy called Toro Caliban and says that he's got a, a bounty puck on Fennec Shand and that this is his his first uh, his first assignment. His first bounty. And if he 
if he achieves it, he will be part of the guild and essentially wants the Mandalorian to to kind of do it for him and like help him with it. Yeah. Which I was same as you. I got the the first scene. He's kind of like sat back, yeah. chilling, and then you look and at you him. get these Han Solo vibes, and then you realize this guy is yeah. is fake. Yeah, essentially, he's not a Han Solo. He makes out like he he's, he's already shit. a bounty uh, hunter. That he's tough shit. Uh, and you're like, no. And I, I liked that. I liked that you got that Han Solo vibe. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you're full of shit. You're just a poser. Yeah, but the the way he, they put, purposely put him in the same seat. Yes. Like the same exactly. shot and everything. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, uh, I don't know about you, man. Yeah. And we'll find out why. Um, and Mandalorian says that Fennec Shand is an elite mercenary and has killed for all the top crime syndicates, including the Huts. Mm. This ain't no easy mission. Uh, many people have tried and failed. Uh, basically, you're going to die. Um, so we see the... Uh, so, But he agrees, and Mando and Toro ride off on some speeders. Speeder like bikes. Speeder bikes. Bike speeders. We see two Tusken Raiders. Sand people. So we just did a review of A New Hope. Yeah. Now, if you're a Star Wars fan seeing that movie, you know that anytime you see Tusken Raiders in Tatooine somewhere in the desert, far away with their big tusk things that they ride on like horses, and you go, huh, there's some Tusken Raiders off in the distance. There's not just off in the distance. They're also really nearby. Yeah. So I knew this as soon as he was like, oh, this kid Toro was like, oh, look, there's some... Tuscan Raiders were like, we're in, they're over there. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show these guys who's boss. And then the Mando's like, yeah, well, uh, why don't you tell them yourself? And he turns around and they're... It's always, yeah, that thing. <laughs> they've got the binoculars up and pull them down and they're right there. This was funny to me because as a kid, the Tuscan Raider scene where they beat up Luke and scare him and get, and get mm. him, this used to scare the shit out of me when I was like eight, right? Really? Like used to be like, ah, and they make crazy noises. And then here... You have them up close and personal talking to the Mandalorian. Yeah. You're like, ah! Seen, like conversation between. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if I was still like weirdly PTSD, like tripping out. Like I'm still scared <laughs> of you guys, but at the same time, I'm like, wait, this is funny because now he's communicating. With, yeah, with the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders. It's crazy. Uh, so Mando is negotiating with them for safe passage across their land. They, they, who knew that Tusken Raiders knew uh, hand signs? <laughs> they knew how to sign language. Um, and I think it was more like uh, when we were at the bar the other day and I heard the Danish girl speaking. And it's like, I don't know what she's saying, but you can work out what they're saying. Yeah. you, <laughs> you we, we met this Danish girl and, and two Danish girls. And then they started talking in a different language. And you were like, you, I don't know how, because you were kind of lit. <laughs> and you were like, I know what they're saying. <laughs> they say that I'm British and you like pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, anyone can tell I, I like, that I like pizza. <laughs> Um, so he's negotiating with them and hands them, uh, Toro's binox. I assume they're binoculars. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy binoculars. He's like, Hey, they're brand new. It's like, yeah, well, they're theirs now. Yeah. Um, so trades for safe passage across, uh, the land. Um, on the way they see, uh, a dead body and they think, Oh, is this, uh, is this Fennec? Is this the person they're after? And it's revealed it's another bounty hunter. We see that kind of flashing puck. And then they start getting fired at. Shot at. Sniper. Sniper by uh, Fennec. And there's a little fight between all of these. And they manage to capture 
Fennec. Yeah, so they, like, wait out through the night. He, like, then uses, like, these, like, flash things to, like, blind their, her sight. They get closer. Uh, it's Toro who, like, kind of saves Mando in a, in mm. a scene here. But then uh, it's turned around and then Mando saves him. And then they, they handcuff her. Um, and then he's like, hey, uh, I got to... One of those speeder bikes is fucked up. So he's yeah. got to, like, go get one of those... Uh, what do you... Like the the big... The horse, the, horse thing. the things he rides that yeah, he learns to exactly. ride, but then he leaves Toro alone with the with the bounty hunter girl. Lady. Yes, exactly. So uh, Toro is telling her that look, look, you're my ticket into the guild, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, hey, just <laughs> just the Mandalorian's armor alone is worth more money than anything there she's like wait dude have you not been online like have you not been on twitter exactly, like yeah. everyone's looking for him not me you're doing the wrong thing exactly. you're helping the good the dude that's gonna get you everything because the rumor is he's got this baby he's, he's got this child and everyone wants it what are you fucking handcuffing me completely and he's like huh so she seems she seems quite smart here and yeah. you can see how she's kind of survived all this time it's uh it's played by um the the actress who plays i think Agent May from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Uh, she's fantastic. I like her a lot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, a bit upset we don't see more of her because you think they're going to work together. And well, this is this is the first... This is where you go, okay, Toro's got some sort of spunk to him. He's, yeah. not, he's not just a dead bolt in the, in the ground. He's like, huh, thanks for all this knowledge. shoots her and then he's like now I'm gonna go take care of the Mandalorian kills her exactly and then is gonna go after the Mandalorian himself so he can be and I quote a legend a legend wait for it legend Derry we're talking a lot about Derry on this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Toro comes out with the the like woman the mechanic and the child he's got them hostage yes so he now knows about the baby he's got the baby hostage and Mando finds out tells Mando to drop his weapons tells the woman to cuff him and as she's cuffing him she whispers to him you look smarter than you uh, sorry you're smarter than you look and Mando with his like hands behind his back uh, fires something which distracts Toro he jumps to the side it's the flash thing it's the flash thing yeah Shoots Toro, kills him. Uh, he saved the day again. Mando gets the child, and they fly off into the distance to safety, or do they? Mm. And the final scene, we see a cloaked figure approaching the dead Fennec, and kneels down beside her, and the episode ends. Ooh. Who? Who is this? Who is this cloaked figure? Who who would be chasing after this person as well, or who who would be involved in this? Is it Kara from the previous episode? Is it someone we've already we've already seen? Is it, it another bounty? Um, who's, the, who's the guy who was working with Mandalorian? Um, Carl, Carl Combat Carl. Yeah, Combat Carl. <laughs> is it him? Yeah. Or is uh, it someone new? Is it someone bigger, more important who we haven't seen? Exactly, because realistically, uh, now everyone wants the bounty. The bounty is. It's got to be even higher set on Mando and Baby Yoda. So, like, it's got to be all sorts of creatures coming out of the woodwork here in the universe. Uh, I liked I liked the fact that uh, this Toro guy dies because I was like, you are nowhere near the level of Han Solo. And I was upset that I was going to be upset if I had to continue with him as the Han Solo character. And they, I liked how they, te- they got me. They teased that, okay, now we have this Han Solo character. And then he's dead. 
Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Because you know what? He, you can't fill that shit. Just stop trying to fill those they shoes. They seem to be doing that a bunch yeah. in this show. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the droid from the from episode one. Right. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a cool like side character. <laughs> Dead. Done. Um, uh, Kara from episode four seemed like a cool character who's going to be right. a constant. I think we are going to see her again. I think she's I feel like maybe going to come back and help. Yeah, maybe he'll get Nick Nolte. He'll get Kara. He'll yeah. get Baby Yoda. He'll have a whole crew here. Yeah. Hopefully not this annoying uh, woman on Tatooine. <laughs> Princess Carolyn. Uh, but I mean, I I told you, Moss Esley spaceport. Mm. You'll always find villainy and scum. Oh, just, yeah. Just like New Jersey. And, and hey, now yeah. he's leaving Tatooine. So... I'm like, oh, I liked... I mean, he doesn't like sand either. No. It's rough and coarse and gets everywhere. Uh, So I'm wondering what will we see next, a new planet, another old planet? I'm interested in seeing kind of the scenes where they go. Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, I wonder how long they're going to hold off with this uh, cloaked figure. Sure. I'm hoping this is like the big bad of of the series. Okay. The um, boss, the final boss, the final kind of boss. Um, that's where my intrigue is. I I love a good cliffhanger. Well, that's how you end a show. Well, when he got Baby Yoda, the Mando, mm. he basically snuck. He he gave up Baby Yoda, took the money from like the baddie, the old white dude, the old always follow the old rich white dude, yeah, old rich white dude. And but the old rich white dude wasn't there when Mando went back and took Baby Yoda. No. The the old dude wasn't there, so the old dude obviously knows about this and is probably fucking pissed so hired now like the next crazy bounty hunter yeah. to come after him so obviously it's going to be some next level baddies yeah. that we're going to see we're going to see some cool some cool fights and stuff i'm sure uh this uh, this episode was a lot of fun as well like i said this this felt classic star wars and i really enjoyed how they they did the hand solo tie-in and then nah 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 he's a bad guy and he's dead and yeah. you're like good because i did not want to see that uh i i I think they're doing everything for the fans, kind of, in this show. I think so. I I like that it's it feels new and old. Yeah, um, it's weird. There, there's all the kind of nods to the old uh, old series are very subtle. Um, whereas I'm I'm not as high up on. I enjoyed Force Awakens. I'm not as high up on it as other people okay. because I felt it was too much retreading. A New Hope. Sure. Um, it was A New Hope with new characters, essentially. Okay. And so it kind of was overboard on the nostalgia. I think this, it, it feels very new. Um, the whole, like, just the bounty hunter story is intriguing. Right. And this whole kind of, uh, yeah, just putting bounties on people and him trying to escape. But then there's the intrigue of what what is Baby Yoda? Yeah. Why, why is it so important? Uh, all this kind of stuff. Well being like hey we're back on Tatooine and it's good it's, it's a good mix of good and old it's and a good mix throwing it at you as you said the length is perfect yeah. for me just breeze through it it feels like it, it's, it's it's like people say it's a western but it feels like the old wild west because it's like the episode is just like kind of like there's no I don't know you don't really see where it's going so it's just kind of there you can't like kind of predict what no. it's it's good I, I, I've been enjoying this definitely I, I think it's it's been a complete hit so far there hasn't really been a dud no uh, week to week um yeah so that that is Mandalorian episode four and five uh I think uh we're gonna we kind of are doing these as our schedule fits so uh some weeks we might be doing one episode other yeah. weeks we might be doing two uh, we do have a pretty packed schedule. 
uh, with our Patreon and with uh, with regular up next. Yeah, uh, go. But we definitely are going to do cover every episode of this season. Yeah, go through if you're listening to this on whatever app you use for your podcast. You can go through the up next episodes. Obviously, you'll find us reviewing NXT every Wednesday. But we did all these Star Wars prequels. We just did uh, Solo and Rogue One up on our Patreon, and then we just did a New Hope here on this very channel here. Uh, our next Star Wars down the line is going to be uh, continuing on with the the whole saga here, but we're going to continue to do the Mandalorian as well. But if you like what you hear from us, you can go support us. Uh, follow the Up Next podcast on Twitter at Up Next Podcast, uh, and then follow our Patreon because we got some other stuff coming out this week. Yes. So uh, if you've been enjoying these Star Wars uh, shows, all of them have been free so far, except for the kind of. Uh, sort of standalone movies, Rogue Solo One. and Rogue One. But we are now offering them for just $2.05 to our Cruiserweight tier for the month of December. So if you want a little taster of what mm-hmm. our Patreon is, for $2.05, you can get Solo, you can get Rogue One, you can get three episodes of Was Next and two episodes of Best Match Ever to give us a go. See if you like it. Yeah. Um, you can go on patreon.com forward slash up next for that. And also check out our North American and World yes. Championship tiers. Okay, so for five bucks a month is all we ask because we're putting out so much shows. We do our AEW Dynamite every Thursday. Uh, we do a Was Next this week we did. Uh, we have another uh, movie that a lot of people like. One of George Lucas's buddies, Steven Spielberg, he made a movie one time called Gremlins, which you've never fucking seen. No, so I've, I made, I've seen it now. Well, you've seen it now. I've made you watch it. We're, we have a review of that coming out Let's this weekend. Let's be clear. J- Steven Spielberg didn't make this film. <laughs> he produced this film. <laughs> Fair. Um, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, we that'll have, be out on Sunday morning. Yes, we have Gremlins coming out on our Patreon. We did, like, Terminator last month. We have so many... Uh, we have uh, Bill Goldberg... Yes. Uh, as you call the... The greatest wrestler ever in the WWE. Yes. Uh, he did a horror Christmas movie once mm. called Santa's Sleigh. We're going to be reviewing that for our That Patreons. will be available next week <laughs> yeah. along with... I've never seen it. A new episode of Best Match Ever, Tables, Ladders and Chairs, where yeah. we're going to be looking through a bunch of TLC matches and All discussing the- which is the best match ever. We've been watching some TLC already. Yes. And uh, we're going to pick out which the best TLC match ever. Again, all on our Patreon. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and supporting um, to all these shows. You can follow myself, Braden Harrington, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. You can follow all the shows wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate us, do all that stuff. However you can help us out, help us out. We appreciate it and we love you. So, uh, Throw them up. Take care. Go love Baby Yoda. Go look at some Baby Yoda memes just for me. And may the Force be with you. I have spoken. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. 
Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.